HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Welcome to... Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Hey. Oh, I've been fired. I see. I've been fired. Holy hell. You got to show up first. I'll am fire I, you Am first. I talking to a freaking ghost right now? <laughs> He's back. Go ahead, Micah. Go ahead. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast, where Andy has finally made it. <laughs> Thank you. And Micah just didn't say my name at all this yeah, time. And, hey, and Nate's back. here, too. Nate's here. Nathan's over oh. here. So, been holding up, down guys? the fort, you know. How you guys been? We've missed you, man. I know. No, you guys will. Been, uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to start shit right now, but you don't listen to our show. Probably not. I've been talking to He's been shit. talking mad shit on you <laughs> for about five weeks. How he'd beat you up in a fight. I said the first time, if Andy listens to any of our show, the first time he walked down to this basement, you guys are going to get a fist fight. I, I don't think. Now I'm going to have to specifically go back and listen to uh You're going to have to. You're going to have to. I listened to Zach's last week. I think he called you a bitch last week, just so you know. See, I haven't got to the end of it. You must be doing it in the No, outro. it was at the beginning. I don't it know if I must, said... It must not have been Zach's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, man. I've been talking a little crap. But I don't know why. <laughs> it was all out of love. And, and he, brought up, he brought up the wrestling match you guys had a few years ago in Colorado that he won with a big old dip in. <laughs> Dude, I had a bum knee and my pack was on. We're next to the tarp you're, you're, or the off, tent. Okay. All of those are false. All, your Every pack state. Was not on. Your pack was not on. We were we were about to get on the four wheelers. We're next to the tent. There's I'm, I'm the one with the bum knee. Things there. He's the there's there's knees that were bad on the trip. I just, I just ate breakfast. <laughs> I hadn't pooped yet. Uh, We've been up to man. How's farming going? Working farming. It, we're getting there. We're getting close. About to harvest. Yeah. That's but it's good. been you know surprisingly good. Um, we've been pretty fortunate with the drought we've had. We have the crops we have, so I'm not going to complain at all. But uh, it's been long just because, I, I mean, I made it tonight because it rained uh, Monday and Tuesday. Monday We're finally. Tuesday. Yeah. The first time since, like, literally September, first the, part the of September. Rain. Yeah. Actually, um, not before that, July. Dude, you, there's been some field fires going all over the place. Yeah, before Missouri that was on fire there for a little bit. Yeah. Just everywhere. Everywhere yeah. there was fires. So, yeah, really haven't had a, too much of a break from harvest. Been pretty much straight through. So the good news is we'll probably, like, realistically finish earlier than we normally do. Mm-hmm. The bad news is it feels like I've been, like, doing it forever. Right. So. I mean, pretty much ever since we got back from Colorado, mm-hmm. you've been. been travel. Yeah. Legit have. I mean, every day after work and jumping a tractor and weekends and it's been, uh, I don't know, been long. And then a baby as well, so. Have you been able to, well, I know, but uh, just for <laughs> we listeners, know. have you been able to do any hunting? Uh, I've been four times. As a matter of fact. been four times this year so far, so. 
Well, why don't you tell us about the you know, the most recent time? So, you know, conveniently enough, I did listen to Zach's show last week, talk about ground hunting. And uh, I was on my way to, this was yesterday actually, I was on my way to the, the stand and I, it just rained so it was quiet. I could sneak real, real easy through. And, and, that was uh, nice. Oh, yeah. And the property I had, actually, I had, Nate recommended to, I go back to the stand on the cornfield. And that's what I decided I was going to try to make it to. I was rushing uh, after work. Nate and Pat also. And Pat, Pat agreed. agreed with me. He agreed, yeah. Both smart Micah guys. Micah wouldn't give me a recommendation. So. He didn't reply? No. I was busy. Yeah. Doing what? Hunting? Hauling gas. <laughs> Hauling gas and kicking. No. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. But, uh. So, yeah, on this property, I've mowed trails from where I park my truck and for this purpose of, you know, trying to get in and out of places um, with the skids here, I've mowed trails through the timber. And I have a feeling it's going to be pretty freaking loud when it's dry because there's leaves, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. But it was super quiet, so I started sneaking through the timber. Uh, there's like six does out in the field um, to the west of me. And one of them kind of knew something was up. She had me pegged a little bit, but I was able to kind of just move slow. Kind of, you know, what, what Zach was talking about, that one, two, one, two. I could keep it like a, a good pace and like not move real fast. Right. And uh, got past them. Uh, I think I did bounce one doe that was like bedded right on the trail. And uh, I was almost ready to come out into the field, like spits me onto this field. And I look over and I seen something glare and I seen the glare off of this deer's back. And I looked, you know, looked at, holy crap, that's a big body deer. And I look, he has his head down. About that time he picks his head up and he, I mean, real good spread on him. He probably, I don't know, in my mind, 30 inch spread. That's a huge bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So it's immediately, it's one of those things he picks his head up like, shooter. shooter. Yeah, it's no doubt type deal, at least for me. I'm Uh, I'm gonna send it. Yeah. And so uh, I had my my grunt tube. I just bought, uh, oh, what's it called? The extinguisher. Extinguisher. Damn right you did. I just bought the extinguisher because uh, I lost my other grunt tube I normally use, and uh, so I, I I happen to have it with me. I just popped it out of the box, so I you know grunted at him, and he looked, just kind of stared at me, you know, stared in that direction, like kind of leaned back and forth a little bit, and like you know waddled his head back and forth, and end up going back to what he was doing and end up just walking around this corner behind some cedar trees out of sight and just walking away from me. I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. He's not real. He knows I'm here. He knows the deer's here. So I just, in my bag, I had the black racks. So I just got those out and I literally hit those together maybe three times and, you know, just started. And all of a sudden he came from around the different, like he had moved farther than I thought. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I picked him up moving, he was like jumping, like running through the brush towards me. It's like, oh crap! So I dropped the the black racks, picked up the uh, picked up my bow, got uh, my release on. By that time, he is like I don't know, 15 yards, and just like screeching halt. And he sees me or sees something. He's staring right through, like a hole through me. I'm like, oh crap! Well, what do I do? You know, just it, and it's all happening, of course, super fast. Super fast, yeah. It's like okay. So I remember, I mean. Zach was talking about drawing. I get to, you know, time your draws and make sure they're not looking at you. He's staring right through me and I like, okay. So I just like, Hey, it. Hey, can you look away from me for a second? <laughs> right. There's no, turn your head squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like getting around. Like he was going to bust. It's just how quick. So I just went ahead and I mean, I just right at him and I just drew real slow and smooth. I didn't like make any jerky movements. 
real smooth. And I got and I settled my pin and he was quartered to me super hard to the point. I was like, do I go frontal shot? Like he's so close enough. It would work. Okay. I was like, I can't, he's not, I can't quite get on that side of the front shoulder. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to go behind the shoulder. But I was like, and then, you know, I'm, this is all happening like just in, you know, milliseconds. Yeah. These thoughts aren't going through your head like they are coming out your mouth right now. Right. And so then I go, I go behind his shoulder. I'm like, it's going to exit back in the guts. Like there's no good shot. Like I, so then I'm floating my pin back and forth and I'm, I'm panicking almost. And then he, he, you know, he just kind of blows just a little bit, just on a quick blow and he, he starts bouncing off. He doesn't flag. He just bounces off. I'm like, okay, he didn't flag. He stops in the exact original spot I seen him in and, so he came to 15, he probably went back to 45, 50, and he's standing there looking back. So I just grunted again. I didn't look, I don't know. I grunted at him. He looked again, looked back and forth, looked back over his shoulder the other way. When he looked the other way, I grabbed my stuff and I tried to slide around this tree to maybe get an angle to shoot. And then he just put his head down and walked back into the timber. Hmm. And gone. Sucks. But I would, I would, I would guess him. 160. I mean, low 160s probably. I don't know. Shooter. 150s, 160s. To me, I'm shooting. See him again. Best thing I've ever purchased. I've got a love-hate relationship with those two things. That extinguisher is the best grown call in the world. The only thing I don't like about it, I liked about my old uh, tube I had, it had a little deal you could snort wheeze in it. No, Yeah, this does not have it. I've never snort wheezed, though, with a grunt tube. I just do it. Yeah, so, I, so, I probably would. I mean, you know, uh, that that has never bothered me as much as I love that extinguisher. I do not like the black rack. I love the black rack. I I just I, I I never enjoyed it. I don't know why. That infomercial gotcha, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think they come in a pack too when you buy them, but uh, I've always just used a bag, you know, yeah. and so it's easier to. The bag is but, so much easier to yeah. transport around, but I do like I can control. I feel like I can control the sound of the right, black right, rack right. better. And it's not, you know, real antlers, they, over time, they kind of lose their sound and lose their mm-hmm. whatever density. Um, these I just, I have tied together the rope. Funny, funny you should say that because there's literally a black rack sitting in my basement right now that you could have just had. I didn't buy, I've had the black rack. For oh, have years. you really? Yeah. I've had that for, I don't know, five years or so. Yeah. Um, the but, extinguisher but that is extinguisher's like, badass. Yeah. Because what I like about I like it the is, sound you, can, that you know, you can make yourself sound like a. A younger buck, an uh, older buck, a doe, fawn, doe, yep. buck. And it doesn't freeze up because you can slide that reed, mm-hmm. um, which, like, when it's cold outside, I'll slide it before I use it yeah. anyways, just in case. But anyway. Yeah. I like it. Uh, that sucks, though. But you saw a badass deer. I mean, it sucks, but it doesn't. It's one of those, like, I had a huge dopamine dump, but adrenaline was just, like, massive. And then what this bastard do to us the rest of the night? Oh, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten. 12. I think he. I saw 18, 18 does today. 18 deer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I bumped one walking in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it does. I couldn't hunt, so it didn't yeah. matter. So I was happy to hear it. We're just happy to have you back so that we're talking about this. I'm stuff. happy to be back. I miss kind of talking to you guys and people about hunting. And I really hope you're ready to bring the uh, action on the dad joke at the end of the show. He still runs it on. He does. No, I'm just saying, at the end of the show, I hope you're ready. I hope you're prepared because I'm not doing a good job. Just saying, you know. That is factual. For sure. At least I'm trying, you know. But I might not be a good person, but at least I show up. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I put in the effort. 
But let's get into today's show. Yeah. Today yeah. we have. And by I'm look my mic is slide because you're right. I haven't listened to some of the shows. <laughs> no, you really haven't, which is cool. I mean, you know, I have to listen to them because I'm OCD and I want to make sure the quality. Yeah. Comes through, but uh, you know. My only opportunity is really in the office. Like if I was like to put the podcast oh, on the office. Don't worry. He talks shit on how you how you choose to listen to things on in your tractors too. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I mean the tractor literally has a radio in it, but I know, like, that's what Mike is in. <laughs> Just put it on ninety four point one. Listen to country re- music. One oh three nine curly country, all right? <laughs> Oh, that was funny. You're going to have to go back and listen to pretty much every intro for the last, well, since we got back from Colorado. <laughs> and he's just going to be all up your ass, I'm telling you. I, I've listened to a few in the beginning who's giving me some shit, like right I've, after we got back. I've been nice to you. Mm-hmm. But okay. he's not very nice, just so you know. <laughs> I'm just joking around. I don't mean hate Are you? I think that one week you said, I am dead ass serious. About what? You didn't say that. Yeah, I'm just I don't trying think to get you in trouble now. All right, today's show. <laughs> we got a cool show today. Um, this came up social media out of, the, out of the blue. Social media. Yeah, I don't want to give social media any credit because I hate it. But in this case, more than likely, you guys saw the picture. Yeah, yeah. it's everywhere. Yep. Fella named Chase Watson out of Northeast Arkansas killed a badass deer, by the way, but also fell out of the tree that same hunt. Yeah, that same moment almost. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was all over social media. Uh, I saw it, read about it a little bit, and reached out to him. Uh, first off, I was like, "Hey, dude, you all right?" <laughs> and then, if you, when you ever get better, we'd love to have you on. I think it'd be a cool, cool story. And uh, he replied and came on the show. Yeah, really good story. So we really appreciate him coming on. Uh, let's get into these sponsors so that we can get into the show. Yeah, let's do some sponsors here. Um, Athlon Optics, new partner of ours. Uh, Andy has got something in my office that he's excited to try out. Absolutely. Uh, Which you've had, a, you've ran Athlon for a while now. You got a few of their scopes. Yeah, I got a couple but, of scopes uh, already on on my coyote rigs. And uh, you remember what scopes you you you've been running? I think the Argos. The Argos, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one one's <laughs> one's an eight by thirty two, like that one. I can see. Somebody picked their nose at a thousand yards. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is a six by twenty six, six by twenty four. Both of them are Argos, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I've got the uh uh the Aries ETR mm-hmm. and uh haven't got to really use it in the field yet. And the Helos BTR Gen two. Mm-hmm. And uh that Helos is I'm enjoying it so far. Um, only got to take three shots with it because the gun is having some issues, but yeah. um, it's, it's it's pretty sweet. It's pretty easy to to work with. I have to. I'm gonna read the uh, instruction manual on how to set the zero stop, but it looks like it's pretty self self explanatory and pretty easy to do. So they've uh, they've done a good job on those turrets too. Yeah, really good. I've been using the heck out of their binoculars. You know, the yeah. ones I've had before were just as they were smaller. You know, a smaller magnification, but the ones I got now, they're the regular 10 by 42s. And yeah. T- t- dude, they pick up so much light. And the freaking tripod. Oh, it's That's money, what I'm right? ex- most excited about is dude. the tripod. So I used the tripod sighting that gun in. Yeah. And I had one little thing that I'm like, I can't figure this out. And there's a, it's hard to say, but where the ball head meets the, the tripod, there's this little collar mm-hmm. that you can tighten yeah. or loosen. Yeah. 
And I thought it was this little screw on the side because I didn't read the instructions. Who does that? <laughs> and I stripped that screw out real quick. I'm like, wow, that, and it's still loose. So you, you could kind of play a little bit. If you grab the gun, there was a little play in it. Yeah. Well, shout out to Russell, our, my brother-in-law, friend of the show, obviously. Uh, he figured out all you got to do is pull the thing and it exposes the nut. And then you can turn it. And that is like, it's like having a crescent wrench on the damn uh, right on the damn tripod for you and tighten that right up and gone. I think so. Oh, that. dude, it was great. Anyways, like I had my range finder checking my ranges, had my uh, binos that I would check, you know, stuff. And I had that little freaking hammock it's got. Yeah, like, whatever you bag. call it, the little, uh, that's, that's going to be great when we're out night hunting too. Oh yeah. I'm super excited for that. So much, it's so much lighter than the one I was using before. It's like four pounds lighter than the one i was running oh no doubt about that I, so the one you were running definitely yeah so i'm yeah. super stoked about that just a smaller profile in general yeah but yeah. uh so anyway athlon yeah. optics check them out athlonoptics.com yep. ridiculously good optics ridiculous i have a hard time just saying say that, that word ridiculously good optics <laughs> camo fire flash sale <laughs> you say know. that every time no i don't you, you do no you do what, what what crack are you smoking that you don't that you remember saying that? And know? then you take seven minutes to actually get on. It Let me look. <laughs> it's it up not going to be relevant whenever we see this. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. Deer stands. Yep. Tree Deer stands. Tree stands. Deer stands. Tree. It's the same thing. You need to go away again for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Check them out. Camofire.com. Download the app and uh, get your daily uh, fix of stuff. Yeah, they got nothing but tree stand sticks right now. Yeah. Some blind chairs. Deer blinds. I am blinds. They're just blinds, bro. They're not deer blinds. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I know I you're could, doing a I could, I could use that archery the, ground blind steak. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be handy. I hear you. Six bucks. Ain't nothing. Six bucks. Black Ovis. Check them out, blackovis.com. Use our code MWW10 for 10% off. Get on there and get anything. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's an online store I mean, at this point. It's time... Uh, well, you hear this, you got, what, about two weeks for rifle season? Mm-hmm. Maybe get yourself some. Mm-hmm. Just enough time, get some, yeah. Whatever, I mean, whatever your, whatever your needs are. They got what you need. Yeah. So, uh, Huntworth Gear, use the code MWW15 for 15% off. I don't think they're running any sales right now. Or uh, no, I don't believe so. So, um, uh, supposed to not be really cold coming up. So, I've been using yeah. my uh, Elkins midweight same mid-season I've been, stuff i've been using the ooh, i don't know if i should talk about it but uh yeah uh talk about what oh yeah 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 <laughs> but um here if it does get colder so like the other night it was 45 torrington that's what i use the torrington sorry scope no what like the you say elkins mine's like the torrington that's oh, like yours the sweatpants is- material almost yeah, yours is the oh, uh, the Tarnin. Sorry for the outburst. Yeah, yeah. mine's mine's a disruption. Yeah. No, pattern. no, I'm not talking pattern. I'm talking about. I think it's Torrington is the name of my like pants. The midway because like. the there's mid, like two like different midway pants. pants. There's and two they're different like sweatshirt midways. material, but they oh, also yeah, yeah, have yeah. the knee pads. And so like, what I like yeah. about the Elkins is it's windproof. Right. Yeah. Also, Elkins, it's sweet. And uh, so anyway, I have never liked vests until we started working with Huntworth. I wore uh, my I my hoodie. And then I put my vest on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was good the rest of the night. So much yeah. mobility. In yeah, the and arms. then like you, you don't have any yeah, arm was, circles in the stand. It was nice. It was it was nice. So check them out, huntworthgear.com. Alps Outdoors. We want to. Uh, well, first we want to thank them, um, Zamberland, Black Ovis, um, for coming through big. We have a um, youth hunt that is this gone weekend. going on this weekend in our area, be which will be done by the time, by the time this comes out. But Alps. Just like they did last year, came through big and donating some awesome items to the kids that are going to be in the youth hunt in our area. So uh, we appreciate them doing that. Go to their uh, website, alpsoutdoors.com. Use the code WOODSWATER for 30% off. Um, they, they've got some cool stuff and great company based right here in Missouri. Zamberland Boots, good stuff. Yep, been using mine every day. Got love them pair sitting right behind you yeah, actually i think there's two pair out here yeah so no we're huge fans of the zamberland boots so uh if you guys are needing a pair i'd get on there and check those out yeah. zamberlandusa.com last but not least habitat works I haven't talked to dust in a while hope he's doing well with hunts yeah hope he's getting to get out right now on I top of work yeah i haven't noticed anything on his facebook about being able to go hunting I'll yet i'll text him see how he's doing yeah but uh you know, use this. If you mention this, you can save yourself 15% on any of his services. You can call him at 816-752-7390 or email him at habitatworksllc at gmail.com. So. Did you uh, feel like you got back in the swing of things on those the sponsors, Andy? Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> it take me a minute. Do you know we got Athlon now? Was that news to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave again. <laughs> Holy hell, we have Athlon Optics. That's awesome. Dicks. <laughs> I mean, well, we got to do this a little bit, don't we? Yeah, got to give you a little bit of shit. All right. So, all you right, ready to start the show? Yep. All right. Do you know what we do now? This is the Missouri. The <laughs> this is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. We'll give them a pass. All right. With us tonight, we've got Chase Watson from Northeast Arkansas. Chase, what's up, man? Oh, not much. How are you guys? We're doing pretty good. Doing well. Uh, last week, like a week from today, we could probably be saying uh, we're doing better than you. <laughs> but now we can't because you look like you're doing pretty good and you've got a, a nice deer, uh, which none of us have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're doing better than us right now. <laughs> telling everybody that I'd do it again. Another like him. Yeah, <laughs> knowing what you know now, it's yeah, yeah it might might be a good trade off, is what you're saying, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we start this show, uh, we're gonna have you introduce yourself, and we'll kind of get into um, the story today. But uh, go ahead and tell everybody where you where you're from, what you do for a living, and uh, since you're not necessarily from Missouri, although you are very close, tell us just kind of one of your favorite things about being in the outdoors. Well, I'm Chase Watson. I'm from Corning, Arkansas. I doubt there's very many people that know where that's at, so I'll add in. I'm about 30 miles south of Poplar Bluff, Missouri, about 60 miles north of Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, For a living, I sell fuel. We're in a big agriculture area here. We sell fuel to farmers, and that's basically basically it as far as about me, and I guess – outdoors wise i've just hunted my whole life and that's been one of the biggest ways for me to get 
pay from everything and kind of been my go-to just pretty much my whole life so yeah that's nice when we when we started this call and i introduced you to all of us did you feel a real connection with micah you micah are blood brothers oh can't i can't say that i did you sh- are you sure because micah is basically hank hill you yeah. know he sells propane, and propane he sells propane and you sell fuel so it's just like you know you it's a brotherhood it's a brotherhood yeah. right we've looked we've looked into the propane but that's that's during hunting season so you gotta you gotta work with that pretty hard it, it, it's pretty rough it's pretty rough when it comes to my deer hunting but uh i work for a great company and they treat me pretty good there so i can't complain too much yeah yep all right so for the listeners that don't know um We've never met Chase before tonight. Uh, I just happened to be on, I don't even know what I was on, uh, a couple days ago. Well, that too. Oh. And uh, saw a post about this guy that had this big deer in the parking lot of a hospital. and uh, Wearing a hospital gown. Wearing a hospital (laughs) gown. I'm like, what in the hell is this? So I read about it a little bit. And long story short, I got on my Facebook and I just typed in this guy's name and tried to find him. And I did, and I sent him a message, and here we are recording with him. Uh, because this is a story, a Tales of the Chase episode, if you will, that I have never freaking heard in my life. You never have heard a story like this one. And none of us three here sitting uh, in front of you really actually know the full story. We just kind of, I read a little blurb about what happened. So we're going to be all hearing this for the first time, kind of uh, along with everybody else. So. Yeah, I think you sent us a text message with a picture of it and said, hey, check this out, and yeah. there's a link to it. Yeah. And we're going to see if we can't, can't talk to this guy. So, so uh, I'm a good detective, apparently. <laughs> but um, anyways, you you killed a badass deer, didn't you? What did he score? I did. He, uh, he's been scored two times, both by one of each of my buddies one of them scored him at 162 and an eighth and the other one was just over 163 about 163 and two eighths so he's somewhere just a baby just a baby sounds like (laughs) if you get rid of one friend (laughs) (laughs) so somewhere yeah yeah so this is this is a a world-class deer obviously and then the story that goes along with it is you know what makes it even crazier but um is this a deer that you had known about and you had been uh hunting for a few years or what's what's the story with that well that's the crazy thing last year we last year was the first year that i can confirm it was the same deer and we've kind of on our family farm we've got a farm it's about a 450 acre hill farm it's basically all it is cattle country just pretty much mm-hmm. not it's never really had a good history for growing big deer but um he showed up last year i knew he was a four-year-old and he i mean he was a decent deer but he wasn't really one that, I mean, he didn't just jump out. He wasn't just special. Like I've had other deer in the past that I put don't shoot limits on this deer. And I didn't even put a no shoot limit on him. I didn't, didn't think that he would even anywhere do what he did. Well, I mean, so last year, I mean, I kind of just wrote him off. I mean, kept pictures of him. I had him all year, ended up finding his sheds. Um, this is where he got the name. We call him Scoob. We found his sheds Scoob. right out in front of the, we've got a pond. And the sheds were both both of them were touching the water of the pond so i called him scuba <laughs> like you know, just kind of flew a little better so we named him that well then still at that time i mean we ended up taping him last year and we knew he had a lot better mass last year than we thought like i was thinking on trail camera i was thinking he was 125 inch deer 
we get the tape on him last year and obviously we're guessing the spread i mean it's hard to hard to tell just going off of trail camera pictures but we was yeah. thinking he was about a 135 136 inch deer last year still a good deer well, then he uh, this summer i mean i started getting pictures of a deer and he had the same exact point going off the back and i could tell it was him and i knew he started out hot but i didn't know i mean pretty much until july once it got to july i started getting pictures of him i'm like all right nothing. and that's basically where my whole season started it was my on going in do you guys but, use any type of like mineral uh program or any type of you know uh, I don't know feed like do you feed the deer? I mean, I don't. Know what what can y'all do there? Right. I mean, yeah. what what can y'all do compared to like what we do? Yeah, we're. I mean, we can do anything we want to. Pretty much. Um, we started three years ago, and I really noticed it last year. We actually had a deer that would have been the biggest deer we've ever had, but somehow in velvet, he broke off. I guess three times of his on mm. one side. Isn't that the most aggravating thing to see? I truly, one hundred. 175 inch deer and we had them all all early season last year he ended up getting shot on the neighboring property we weren't we were going to try to get him get him through another year but um, that's, that's leading back to the supplemental feeding we've been pretty hard we've got several feeders out and we'll feed them protein all summer and i think i think that that's really starting to make a difference in our deer herd <clears throat> along with too we're doing a lot of like timber stand improvements mm-hmm hack and squirt and stuff like that and we've been running a lot of fires and i feel like just our native native vegetation is getting a lot better but that's basically see the jump that he took that's about the only thing that i can get to credit to that makes but, sense our buddy uh dustin williams would be proud of you yeah tsi is something he is a big believer in and uh, of course that's what he does for a living so uh, obviously he's a big believer in it so he'd be uh, proud of you for doing stuff like that and that i mean it whether you're supplemental feeding or, you know, uh, feeding them out of feeders or whatever you can do during the year or even during during the season, those things are great. But giving them good habitat is just as important, honestly, as, as what Dustin If you don't you know, have says. the habitat to keep them and hold them, there's, I mean, the feeding of it doesn't really do yeah, much that's only gonna Yeah, that's only one, one piece of the puzzle when it comes to it. Yeah, definitely. But then that leads us into, I mean – Ever since, I, like I said, about July, I knew he was going to be the deer I wanted to go after. So I really, I'm, I changed, moved just about every trail camera that I had into his area, trying to figure him out. And I actually, I guess it was, I think it was September the 26th, so about a month ago today, actually. Um, I hunted the first time, and I seen him the very first time I hunted him. I've actually got videos of him on my phone. I was hunting him out of a, a ground blind in a food plot. He come out the very first night, got to about 70, as close as I ever got to him. And then that was basically, I don't know if he, I think he figured out that gig. I don't know if he'd smelled where I'd walked in or if something, somehow, you know, those big deer, they've got that sense. I feel like he knew he hunted there. And then that just really, it really started a cat and mouse game with him. I mean, I'd hunt one place over here and then I'd get him on another camera over here the same night that I'd be hunting. And that gets gets really frustrating too when you're trying here i feel you man i've been going through the same thing this season so I, i'll yeah. hunt one spot they'll show up at the other it's nerve it bugs the crap out of you like one night i was hunting him and i was in a different food plot that he'd been in a couple nights before i went and hunted there 
And as I was sitting there, it's getting about the good time. I don't know, six, six thirty or so. And I get a picture of him 500 yards away from me in another food plot. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm now. There ain't even no point in me being here now. Yeah. The, the frustrating. Then I went into, I guess about the whole last 10 days, 10 to 14 days before I killed him. And he was just, he was frustrated. I couldn't figure him out. Couldn't about as low, low as I've been at any point in the year was that 10 day mark before I got him killed. And finally I just, uh, decided I was going to go in, put the blitz on him is what I called it. And I had about eight cameras and I thought was his 30 acre block that he was living in most of the time. And finally I was able to get a, get a pretty good pattern on him. And that's when I late into the day that I went in to shoot him. But is there quite a bit of timber in, in on, you said about 450 acre family farm. Is there a decent amount of timber uh, in there or how, how is it kind of laid yeah. out? What makes it so hard? I'm going to say of, of that 400 acres, there's probably 20 acres open field. Okay. Oh, oh. so a lot of timber. That so was, it's, it's kind of open. They get in those big woods. It's hard to, hard to run them down, especially with the acorn crop that we've had this year. Yeah. So, okay, um, so you kind of narrowed, narrowed down to a, about a 30-acre area where he was really staying, um, and you started kind of really putting the the pressure, quote-unquote, on getting getting him killed. What? Uh, so that one encounter you had with him in that food plot on September 26th, was that the, the only time you had seen him before the day you killed him? That was the only time that I'd seen him. The only time I'd seen him until the end, and then – I guess leading into the leading into the day, I went back. It was the Saturday before I killed him. I killed him on a Monday. I don't even remember. It might have been the seventeenth or something like that. Now I can't can't remember exactly. But um, I went in there that Saturday, and I was diving into where I thought he thought he was. Found a lot of scrapes, and everything was looking pretty good. So I hung a camera in there, and we've had an old stand in there. And I went up it, did my whole routine, you know, climb up it, got your lineman's belt on, everything, shake, shake the stand, shake the ladder. You know, I probably didn't give it. I mean, evidently, I didn't give it the look <laughs> of all time. But and go in there that Monday, and I everything's normal. I climb up, get up in it. Everything's fine there. I'm strapped in. I guess it's, oh, it was probably two hours before dark. First deer started moving. He threw me another curveball. He ended up coming from the exact, like, I thought he was going to come from the northeast, and he come from the southwest. So I don't <laughs> know how, any more wrong than that. But he come up there, walked straight through my wind. I don't still don't know how he did, did that without busting me. Got up there. He was about 30 yards. And I was thinking, I mean, he was about to come in. Looked like it was going to be a chip shot or 15 yards. Then I see I see him kind of throw his head up and look, and I look behind me, and there's three or four does back there, and you know that's the mm-hmm. last thing you want to see, right. especially downwind of you. Well, she starts stomping a little bit, and he kind of gets nervous. So at this point, I stand up and I swing around where I can shoot, and he's probably I didn't range, so I was guessing I'm going to say he was about 35. Well, I shoot. Whenever I shoot, he goes straight down. So that's where I'm freaking out. Oh. thinking i've shot this deer what did you shoot so for hurt. you get you said you guessed 35 yeah i guess 35 okay and he was down below me quite a bit too he was kind of in a, a bottom and i'm up on top of the ridge so it was a pretty steep angle 
but um as soon as i see him go down you know that's just i don't like seeing deer suffer like that right that that was i was lower on the boat of the ground got it all the way down to the ground stepped over onto the very top it's ladder stick once i did that i've just always had a habit of unclipping from the safety harness once i get onto the ladder Uh ladder took two steps down it and that's when that's when it all went (laughs) oh so the ladder went on you yeah ladder the strap the top strap on the ladder is what broke was it a ladder stand or was it like a hang-on stand and you had the you know just the ladder going up the tree itself it was a hang-on stand i just had the ladder the ladder was separate i got you it's like a one-piece ladder with steps yeah Mm. so what happened i mean at that moment obviously you fell and it's no um secret you got hurt Um, yeah well at that I don't really remember much of the fall mm. i can remember i feel like i can remember feeling like i was falling parallel yeah i don't remember hitting the ground i remember i mean i guess once i hit the ground i remember it's probably still all adrenaline but i was like all right dude you're fine like go get this deer let's go finish him off so i work my way over to a tree i stand myself up and i get down there and i do shoot the deer again and finish him off oh, down wow. there but at that point, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to walk back up here, get back up to the top of the hill because I'm 35 yards down in the bottom of a little gully. I get back up there, and there's actually an ATV trail there. So I get myself back up to that ATV trail. I can feel it. I'm starting to feel it pretty good. And at that point, Holy you know, God. I don't really want to call anybody because that's not really a, a phone yeah. call you want to make to somebody freak them out. But um, – that point i thought my best move was to make the phone call and i uh called my dad <laughs> told him to come get me and how the hell do you the, the, how, how what do you say <laughs> like hey dad uh some good news and some bad news <laughs> yeah i uh, just smoked I, a I giant just <laughs> smoked a monster but i messed up <laughs> you know like what do you do him, i didn't even tell him i shot the deer i just said hey i fell out of my stand i need some help yeah and he's that's been about the roughest part of it was hearing his voice and hearing the fear in his voice. Yeah. That was yeah. been one of the roughest, roughest parts on me through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, For sure. Yeah. You must've been hurting at that point. Yeah. So he was, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm going to say he was, um, he was in corning and our hunting farms about 30 minutes away from there. Ooh. So that's that 30 minutes seemed like about, two hours yeah i bet so and and i i mean i hate to jump up a little bit so what did you end up hurting on yourself you know what what was injured exactly um i've got a fractured fibula in my right leg holy that ain't good got got a compression fracture in my lower back which is like i don't know if you're familiar with the whole back anatomy but it's a l1 l2 l3 fracture and then I've got a deep bone bruise in my left heel, which let me tell you, that bone bruise bothered me about as bad as anything in that heel. I've it's heard, hard I've, yeah, I've heard of anytime you get a bruise on the bottom of your foot, it's like one of the most excruciating pains ever. I mean, yeah. But geez, so with a broken but, leg and a broken back, you walk down to this deer, <laughs> yeah, put an arrow in him again. My gosh, yeah. adrenaline is an amazing thing. Even drawing <laughs> your bow with a broken back, right, oh, right, yeah. Man, I can't even imagine. It was with a was it with a compound or were you shooting a crossbow? No, it was a crossbow. Okay, actually, normal first buck that I've killed with a crossbow. 
and I just, we've been busy this summer and I hadn't, hadn't shot the compound bow enough to feel, feel comfortable with it. So I just got the crossbow out. That actually makes it even worse because yeah. you had to cock it. You had to co- recock it. And actually, uh, I can be the first to say I took my sons out today to shoot their crossbow, um, to get ready for youth season. Um, since I don't think I'm gonna have a rifle ready and, um, it's got that, uh, I think it's called the AccuDraw system that makes it easier, but it's still, you got to, you know, crank on this deal. And if you've got a, a rope that you got to use, that's not the easiest thing to do. So you had to re-caulk that thing with a yeah, broken back. <laughs> broken yeah. broken so, leg. So do you, did you have like the crank deal on it or does, did you have to hook the rope on and pull and... I- had to hook the rope on and pull it. It's a, just a mission crossbow, and I don't have the uh, oh. I don't have the crank system on it, so I had to pull it. Oh, damn, geez. man! Damn, adrenaline. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. all. That's, I, I guarantee you, that's the only thing that made I mean, it where you could do that. At that point, literally, the only thing going through my mind was make sure gear's done. Yeah, I mean, I really, I can remember hitting the ground and yelling, but I don't really remember feeling that much pain in that point in time. Right. So I don't but so how how far was your fall you reckon well those climbing sticks were 20 foot sticks and i think i was my feet were on the very bottom ring of the top climbing sticks i'm gonna say my feet were probably 16 feet Ooh, somewhere in there head probably that's a fall right there mm-hmm. and did you fall downhill because that would have made it farther or did you fall like into a hill no it was slightly down just a little okay so yeah you're probably it was probably 20 foot or better yeah yeah but honestly i think somehow i had to have got my feet around for me to break my heel and my right your my, feet uh, down so i think that i mean in my opinion i don't think i could have fell any better yeah, yeah. so what uh so your dad found your dad got there um he come out and got you and obviously probably rushed you to the hospital immediately yeah and that, uh you know you got all like did you have to have surgeries or anything like that yet or i mean just basically that's the worst the worst part of the whole thing the it's about a 40 45 minute car ride from where we were at to the emergency room Mm. that was some pain right there everything was starting to wear off and i was we actually passed through one town and they had a hospital there and i was begging him to stop but he's not a big fan of that hospital that was there (laughs) so we blew that town and i was really really in some pain which it was almost a godsend kind of thing just for the fact that my sister-in-law was working in the emergency room that we were going to so she had everything signed in everything ready to go so as soon as i rolled through the door i mean there's an emergency room sitting there full of people and then they rolled me straight to the back so i didn't have to about anything or nothing like that so it's, it's always nice to know people yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. so at what point um at some point somebody found out you shot a deer right i mean yeah. you did you know you, you mentioned you didn't even say anything to your dad when you first called him about the deer but at some point somebody found out um and you know you're in the hospital at this point probably not even thinking about the deer at that moment i'm guessing a lot uh, as much pain as you probably got in, what were you, uh, you were focusing on, you know, what you had to deal with, what was happening? I mean, how did, how did the story go outside of the hospital, right? You know, in that time frame, for him to, uh, be recovered. The best, sir. The funny thing was when my dad got there, his first question was, he said, like, son, why were you trying to get like, what were you doing to fall out of the deer stand at six, six 30 
30 something minutes before dark and i said hey if you'll go right down that hill about 50 yards and look you'll know <laughs> find <why."> out <laughs> i told him i said hey just go down there because i hadn't i hadn't put my hands on him at this time i said just make sure he's dead like i just want to make sure he's not suffering so he takes off running down there i didn't hear this till later but there's a little barbed wire fence down there apparently he found the fence tripped over it that adds to the story there a little bit but uh, almost had to call a third person <laughs> yeah also at the same time too whenever i was waiting on him to come i called he's my best friend and he's actually the guy that went and got the deer out for me and i said hey man like this is what's happened he knew that i was hunting this deer he knew where i was at and everything and i said um I mean, man, do you mind come get this deer? I don't want don't want the coyotes to get it or nothing like mm-hmm. that. And he said, absolutely. So he was there. We met him on the way to the hospital. I'm going to say he had the deer loaded and cleaned and taken care of by, I mean, two hours after I shot it anyway. So that's where it's come from. The whole time I'm in the emergency room, too, he said I probably wasn't thinking much about that deer. Well, they were sitting there, and everybody was going on. I was taking these x-rays and CT scans and all this right here, and I'm texting him the whole time. I'm like, hey, dude, what he score? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't have it done yet. So I called his or, uh, his girlfriend, fiance now, actually. She texted me, and she said, oh, he's not done. He said, he's done with one side. I'm like, what did the one side score? And it was his good side. And she texted me, and she said, 75. And at that point, I'm thinking, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damn good deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm starting to do a little math in my head. I said, I know that other side's a little smaller. But I said, I think this is going to be a 160-something-inch deer. <laughs> that, yeah. That'll that'll ease a little pain off of you. <laughs> Got that drilling going a little bit. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good friend. I think these two would have probably tagged the deer for themselves if it was me. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Might be the most expensive 160 some inch deer you'll ever shoot in your life at this point. Yeah, but, I probably uh, went and bought me one a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know that. that what, what's your best friend's name? Do you, do you mind sharing? Yeah, it's Clay Heron. Clay. Shout Clay out to Heron. Clay. You yeah, sound sure. you sound like a real one because yeah. Yeah. you know you got a buddy. Seriously, who, they would have tagged my deer. <laughs> <laughs> you know they. Uh, I had to- I think I owe him a steak dinner or something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he gets backstrap. Maybe he gets the good meat off this this deer. Is all I'm saying. Hey, we can get out too. He shot at him a 155 inch deer two days later. So oh wow, so he got a dang got having a, good, a week. That's good yeah. karma for you right there. Yes, it is. That's pretty awesome. Well, congrats, Clay, and uh, awesome job being a good friend because uh, you know that's that that's just such a weird situation. You got to be thinking about Clay sitting there at his house or get, just get done, you know, hunting. And he gets a text message from his buddy saying, all right, two things. <laughs> I shot 160-inch deer, but I'm in the hospital because I, I broke up. <laughs> like, you know, you got to process all that. Now, can you go take care of it for me? Or, you know, can you help me out? Uh, it's just got to be inch weird to get that, that phone call. Um, and then, he, you know, he did that for you and took care of him and, you know, the yeah. real question is, I mean, you're in Arkansas, you're, you know, you're down there. There's, I'm sure a lot of hunters. How many people were in the parking lot looking at that deer with you? Oh, um, whenever he pulled up out there at the hospital, it was funny. I mean, we had us a crowd. I mean, he wasn't there five <laughs> minutes. Underground there. There was people taking pictures and people looking out the windows. I'm sure, I'm sure there were some people that were petrified from it but <laughs> oh yeah there's always those but yeah we don't As care I about fig- that i figured being you know in kind of the area you're in there's some some fellow hunters that were probably uh admiring your work you can shout out shout out to the nurses too i don't know how doubt that they'll ever hear this but um they literally had to break me out of the icu like 
Act like they <laughs> to get you outside. You know how much you know how much begging and bargaining that takes to get them to do that for you too. But <laughs> that's awesome. So did he bring that to you? Did he bring him to you the same day, same evening? No, I shot him that night, and then he brought him to me. He got him all taken care of and had him on ice and everything. Had him stuffed full of ice, but he yep. come to me the next. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I do remember being a daytime picture. Now that you say that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, shout out to your your buddy, to your dad, to mm-hmm. the nurses that broke you out of ICU. Heck yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's what's crazy about the story is, um, you know, falling out of a tree. I mean, we all talk about it all the time. All four of us sitting, or all three of us sitting in this room and even Chase, you know, every single one of us probably at some point in our life have hunted without a safety harness on. Oh, I used to never. I used to never wear one. And my, ba- I would always fall asleep in a deer stand. I've caught myself like inches yeah. from falling face first, and then I had a buddy who fell out of stand, and yep, I've worn a harness ever since. Yeah, and well, you know why I wear a harness? I mean, because of you, mostly. Oh, yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, we've all done that, and you know, you just don't think about it much. And in in this case, for the listener. You did Chase have a harness. Chase did have a yeah, harness. You did everything that I would have done. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there that do wear harnesses but don't have the other side of it, which is the lifeline that goes up and down the tree. And that's us. You know, I don't, bad, I don't I don't have don't a lifeline. We have harnesses. All of us wear them. Mm-hmm. But we don't have lifelines. And, I you know. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you Bravo. did. You got yeah. some this year. I got, I got some from River's Edge. So I've been putting those that's in. But I've been looking looking at them and i've looked at them in the past but i mean you start thinking you've got 30 40 deer stands up over there and you're going 30 dollars a piece that adds up it does yeah, it does it does it's I'm, uh, I'm sure I'd be now but <laughs> <laughs> a little easier to spend that money now for yeah. sure because you, you got to think i mean that's where you're vulnerable is from that you get up to this the height of the stand you're going in and you're still not hooked in yet but you're coming from one thing that's that's strapped in to another thing that's strapped in. So your your odds of failure go up because now you're adding two items into the mix. And, uh, you know, I never really gave that much thought, honestly, until I kind of heard your story. The transition. The transition between sticks to stand. And how often I – w- I would love to see a study sometime. I'm sure we won't find see one. But if people like, fall, where how do they often, fall from? Yeah, if they fall, where do they fall from? Because – my fall, we talked about before we started recording. We've talked about it on our show before. I fell 18 foot out of the same situation you were in. I got to the top of the, the sticks. I went to put my weight on um, the very top stick to get into the stand, and the rope broke, and I fell straight back. So it was that transition from the top stick into the stand, just like you. Um, yeah. I'd love to see you know, what what percentage of people are falling out of the stand compared to the, off the sticks, compared to – the transition from sticks to stand um because you're you're kind of proof that you were being as safe as you thought you should be and it still didn't matter right never i mean most of the time too if i'm hunting that's probably the first time i've been in a permanent stand on that farm in i'd say two or three years i've started saddle hunting oh. going in saddle hunting like that you're on the you're, i mean you're on the tree 20 you can't get off the tree then i mean that's people's seem to act like that's not very safe but i mean you're literally connected to the tree from the moment you leave the ground when you do that so yeah and that's a big that's a big plus for hunting out of a saddle 
I mean, yeah, we, none yeah. of us do it yet. I'd really like to give it a shot. But, yeah, I want to get into it for sure. Um, it's because the second you put that that rope around the tree, you're in. Um, yeah. So you you slip off a set of sticks as you're climbing, or something happens. You might you know eat some bark, stuff like that, but you're not falling yeah. 18 feet. Um, so that that's a that's a hell of a. I mean, walking away from that with injuries unfortunately but you know hopefully you'll get over them i mean how how you doing what are what are they saying about your leg right now they're saying the fibula basically it's a non-weight bearing bone so there's not really anything that they can do for that they suggested a splint like they had a splint on me whenever i was in the icu but i finally found one doctor that i don't know if he was supposed to tell me but he told me it was really just cautionary to keep me from hitting it it wasn't really going to do anything so i finally convinced somebody to cut it off so, <laughs> <laughs> so i was on i was on crutches for about two days finally i just decided i'll walk on my tippy toe on one foot and just bear the pain the other so i've ditched the crutches now mm. but um so yeah. i guess i'm planning on this weekend saturday being back at them hunting again i mean at least getting out and moving the cameras trying to find find ne- the next target i guess you could call him but that's the plan. I go. I guess I leave next Thursday to go to Kansas. Okay. So we're we're hopping right back into it. It's not going to hold that much. So uh, what what if anything do you take away from this experience? You know, some learning points. I think the biggest thing is just slow down. I was in a rush to get down that tree, which I don't. I guess it could have happened at any time. But how, how do you not be at that point though? Right. I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, basically, the lifeline is the only thing that I've learned that I'm going to specifically have on any any time I'm going to do something like that again. I will be connected from the ground to the very top at all times. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and that's that's my biggest takeaway from it. I, I would say there's a good portion of our listeners out there that, like we kind of said already, do wear harnesses but don't have lifelines. You know, there's another way to kind of do that too, which I'm not pretending to be some safety expert, but you could also wear a lineman's belt. You know, like a lot of times when you're running a gun and go around the tree, put your lineman's yeah. belt around the tree while you're going up it. Yeah, it's but it's those, a form of safety. Yeah, but those are that depends on what type of tree you're in too. Mm-hmm. Like that head, yeah, that hedge tree. I have a stand in. There's no way you could do it with that one, just with all too the many branches. branches and yeah, that's true. All that. That's true. So, that's definitely know, true. But I I, th- I think you're right. People just you need to slow down and you know think about these things, you know beforehand. Yeah. So and and a big thing, Chase, uh, you had mentioned uh, that the stand had been there for a while. Change yeah. your straps. Yeah, I mean you're looking at a eight dollar ratchet strap. Right. Yep. Especially, I mean, that's what I've been thinking too. I mean, at least go do the top two, <laughs> the yeah. top two. Straps. Yeah, you want to try to them them bottom two. I mean, I guess if you want to risk that, go ahead. But right. those top twos, they're pretty important. Yeah. yeah, and and it's it's like you said, a cheap fix, a cheap thing to do. Um, I had the an experience two weeks ago, uh, cutting shooting lanes in a two man stand, getting ready for, with my brother in law. We've told the story, I think, on the show. But I got I got up there, kind of told him where I wanted some some branches cut. And I noticed the the strap was a little loose in the stand, so I went to tighten it. And as soon as I gave it that first tighten, it snapped. Yeah. Thankfully, it was a two man stand. 
where I could just kind of hold it for a second until he come over and grab the the ladder and I kind of shimmy down. But you know, it can it, it's really easy and and that was a strap that was three four years old at that point. And yeah, that's what I'm. I think this stand was hung about three years ago. But like I said, I mean, I, I went up it and I gave it the shake test. So I guess you guys can imagine how good of a test that was. But it passed it that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't the stand. I mean, really, I go up, I give my stands a shake test the same same exact way you do. I leave mine, leave mine out. Just I think most of us probably leave them out. But uh, I didn't think about my steps. I just ran up my steps. You know, my the separated sections. I got there. I immediately hooked in. And I stepped on and kind of gave it the shake. Well, I shaked it, and I stepped on it and kind of gave a little hold on to the tree, <laughs> yeah, kind of bounce a little bit. <laughs> but I didn't think about my step at all. Yeah. And it's it's an easy thing to overlook. There's other things that you're you know you're wanting to do that summer, right? Trim shooting lanes, have cameras out, um, hang newsstands in different areas that you might want to get after. You know, whatever. It's easy to go, eh, this this will be fine, you know, another year. This one will be fine another year. I did it last year. It'll Give it the, right. shake chet, the shake test, like you just said. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a good lesson to remember that eventually something's going to break. I mean, it, stuff doesn't last forever, and that stuff will, you know, kind of weather over the years. And we don't, you know, northeast, uh, northeast Arkansas – Things still get cold and still get snowy and, you know, nasty. So straps don't last forever. Yeah. So you said you're going out next week, hopefully. Do you know yeah. of do you know of another one that you're after? Is there is there any other targets that you're aware of yet? Not really. I've got another property that typically has the bigger deer. It's a river bottom property. Um I haven't really got to dive into it much just because I mean I ran some cameras on it in the summer didn't have anything to pique my interest near as much as the one that i ended up killing so but i plan on plan on diving into that and setting it up and just seeing seeing what's there our gun season comes in in about two and a half weeks so yeah i'm pretty well i'm gonna limit myself to the ground for a while at least ground <laughs> blinds are on the ground one but yeah. i'm gonna say maybe the middle of december or something we'll get back in a tree yeah. there you go give yourself yeah. a little time it'd be an odd call to be like you're never gonna freaking guess what just happened <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah, is I don't, sorry i'd probably call somebody else i don't think i'd call my dad again <laughs> <laughs> yeah his level of uh uh care might go from uh really concerned this the first time to really pissed at you the second time right <laughs> you dumbass <laughs> yeah yeah how many how many bucks can you guys get down there in Arkansas? Is it just two, or can y'all get more than that? Two? Yeah. Okay. Two deer steak. So are you like Missouri where you can only kill one archery buck before rifle season? Nope. If I wanted to right now, I could go kill another one. I could have killed another one that afternoon. Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, so that's where we're different. We, yeah, we have ours, to. you can get one the first portion of bow. And then you can't get another one till rifle season or after. So, yeah. but if you didn't get one the first part of bow season, you can harvest two the later part of the year after gun season. Right. So, yeah. River bottom property that we have, it borders Missouri, and everything that's in Missouri that touches it is public land. Oh. So I've thought of past two, which I've never really done it just because there's so much pressure and stuff on it. But if I was to get on another Arkansas buck and get him killed here next two or three 
weeks, maybe even to a month, look into buying my Missouri license, and there that'd be an opportunity to a third one right there. It ain't expensive. But, that's no, that's I mean that's that's why states. a lot of people come to Missouri because it's a guaranteed tag. And it's not that bad. Yeah, it's, I want to say it's like two fifty. Yeah. Is it 250? I'm pretty sure it's something yeah. like that. I, I think it's right around three or less. Well, so it's yeah. not bad. I know it's one of the cheapest yeah. states and yeah. there is. Paid 80 bucks for a Kansas tag. How much? $580. Damn, that's getting elky right there. That's how much <laughs> we paid for That's pretty damn close to what elk tag was when no I started kidding. going. Is that yeah. – do you have to have points? Do you have to build up points to get that tag? or? Well, you have to draw Kansas. There's, you have to draw it, and there's some people that have started – not getting it every year so like there's some people that have been getting it every other year but the unit we've been going to i think i guess it's a lower lower so we've got it i mean we've got it two years in a row nice so what part of kansas is it i mean <laughs> don't supposed to ask that question I, I, I just want to know what region i don't want to know what unit <laughs> it's southwest kansas southwest okay nice um is it public land type of stuff that you're going after there no, we've actually, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like that quest hunt tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were at that banquet. I guess it was two years now. And we were sitting around there and we actually sat at the table with some guys that were from Kansas. Got to talking to them. And that's who's got us hooked up out there. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. They were there. And then we met them back out there at that quest tournament again last year. And uh, my buddy last year, he drew a mule deer tag and went out there and he shot. And it was a pretty good mule deer, about a 100, 145 inch mule deer, so pretty good one for out there. Nice, yeah. that's cool. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we um, we've done the quest tournament every year. Yeah. Andy's still. Uh, I'm in it. Me and Michael forgot this year. I've I've this is one of the first years I didn't do it, and um, yeah. we actually had Jeff on our show a few years ago, and we were gonna go down to the same year that you went and actually record people. And then we forgot about it and didn't yeah, go. Yeah, I think it just, did, it just didn't work out. Yeah. So we need to try to make it out to that banquet. I've heard it's a lot of fun. Well, that was, it if is. I'm not mistaken, the COVID year. That Real was. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So When's the rut hit for you guys? Though I know, like, for us, it should start here in about a week, two weeks. Yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy, but the river farm and the hill farm we've got, I mean, they're 35 miles apart. Mm-hmm like they're different subspecies of deer i don't know i mean the river bottom deer they just look different so it's kind of weird but like i'd say our hill deer like you said about another week or so mm -hmm. starting to be pre-rut and stuff right now yep you get to the river bottom i mean you're looking thanksgiving the first week of december that's how different it is are it's you serious 40... it's crazy i mean whenever everybody goes to duck whenever those river bottom bucks are starting starting and that's a, it sounds like that's a farther north property too yeah Seems like I would think a, it'd be flipped. Yeah, but it's also I mean I've saw something where they say like in Arkansas there's like six different subspecies or something of deer. Really? And there's definitely like I've killed deer in those bottoms and took them out there same day my friends and stuff killed them out there at the hill property. Mm -hmm. And it's just I mean they're totally different animals. It's really weird, but hmm. fascinating. That is fascinating. I might have to do some. uh an NDA show on that again, subspecies of deer. Because I mean, you you do hear about, um, you know, like Florida Florida deal deer, uh, being like so tiny compared to like what we got here, and obviously mm -hmm. that's a food thing mostly. But you know, are they both whitetail whitetail, or is it over the years a, a deer in the 
you know, the glades of Florida has turned into something different than a deer in the cornfields of Missouri. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Something that might blow your mind too. That deer that I shot this past past week, 162 inch deer. He weighed 151 pounds with his guts in him. Dang, that's tiny. That is little. That's that crazy. is. I know. Is that and normal? Is that normal for them deer in the hills? Yes. I, I mean, the biggest one I've ever seen come over there probably wouldn't even touch 200. I'm going to say the biggest ones would be about 180 pounds. But then oh. you get to those river bottoms, they're 190 to 200 on average. I mean, you'll get 220-pound deer out of there. So hmm. it's just crazy the difference. But Yeah, I mean, and that that's just odd because they've – a lot of that is just obviously what they're eating. I mean, the, the yeah. deer up here that we hunt are – uh, by and large, well fed because they're in ag country. Uh, if I remember correctly, he weighed almost 300 pounds on the hoof, um, yeah, with guts in them. And you know, it's just uh, well, they get to eat corn all day long and beans and whatever they feel like, you know, all summer and, and winter compared to a deer yeah. that is in nothing but hill country that eats on acorns, eats on acorns, and what it, it can <laughs> find. I think here, yeah. if anything, they lack minerals compared to that. Unless like, you know, food sewers like protein, they don't like protein. They like more of their, their minerals, um, here, if that makes sense. Cause we're so, you know, that we don't have natural salt licks as, as often right. as other places. We have your, your protein food source, which, which is why sense. we use Lucky Which is why, <laughs> which is why <laughs> we, we use Lucky We supplement them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, man. So, you're gonna go after another hopefully shooter. Uh, I, I did not expect to hear you say you're gonna be hunting again soon. That that's awesome. I was I, I didn't know really how you were doing. So um, actually, as soon as we got on the call and you were sitting up straight without uh, some brace on or something, I thought that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> He's moving around a little bit. That's good. I got a brace on underneath this hoodie right here. Hey, I gotta wear a brace. For can't eight weeks. Can't but. tell it. So that's good. Um, and you're going to go out in Kansas and chase some, some bucks too. So sounds That's like you're cool. not letting an injury stop you. That's awesome. It is. That's great. How, are you going to milk not going back to work though? Till, you know, season's <laughs> over? Um, it's a family business. So I was back at work last month. Dang. Oh, shit. <laughs> Four days off out of it. Four days off. Oh, wow. I break my back and my leg and my foot. <laughs> I got to go back to work in four days. My back is broken. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? Spinal. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, they, they stay on me pretty hard about not not lifting anything or nothing like that. So it, it's pretty limited, but we're yeah. good. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Crazy. crazy well, crazy. man, um, that, that's, a, that's a crazy story. And, I mean, just I guess if you're going to fall out of a tree, it's best after you just shot a giant deer. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, you just you've never heard a story of that way. If you've fallen out of a tree, usually it's not a good story. But your story, while it still sort of sucked, I mean, at least you could sit there in the hospital and go, yeah, but I killed a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. There was every doctor that come by there, too, was like, hey, let me see a picture of this deer. Like, I've, I've heard this. <laughs> I mean, it's That's great. It's, That's... it's almost like you can sit there and go, this is going to be totally worth it. But. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, you know, hey, it's better than the alternative, which is yep. you could have gotten hurt and then just been like, and I scared him away as I fell out because all this stuff, you know. But no, we're definitely glad you're uh, on the mend. Glad you're doing good, though, man. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, you got anything else uh, that you'd like to talk about before we? Uh, any shout outs? Or the, yeah, any shout outs? Any? Uh, we already gave a thank you to your buddy and and. Uh, your pops for coming to get you. 
that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I guess we can say thanks to my wife for babying me for the whole last. That's what he's milking. Week. There we go. I was gonna say that's yeah, what he needs to be go. milking. <laughs> Babe, I can't go. I can't go do that. My heel's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, wait, you just got home from hunting. Yeah, I realize that, but now it's sore. Heels <laughs> sore from hurting, but she's been taking care of me and a three-month-old baby, too. So that's oh, been man. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That, Are you rough? That. Yeah. So I'm guessing at some point you did have reality hit you and say, hey, you know, yeah. I I should count my blessings because, you know, I've got a little oh. a little one at home. And, you know, this very, this could have been much worse than it than it really was. Yes. I mean, I, like I said, I've told everybody, everybody that I've come in contact with asked me about it is, I mean, I feel fortunate to be in the situation that I'm in for sure. I don't think that it could have been any better. Yeah. But, yeah. That, that'll really put it in, is this your first child that you? Yeah. 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 That'll really put it in a perspective when you got a three month old at home that, you know, you're experiencing all kinds of new, new things with the baby and, you know, you're sitting in there in the hospital bed, probably going, I could have. I could have been gone from their life and it could have yeah. been, you know, I, I don't get to experience any of the things that their life would have held. So it's, yeah. it does make you yeah. kind of go, yeah, those lifelines, maybe they are worth it, you know, down the road, or maybe I need to be just a little slower. Like you just said, you know, no deer is really worth being, being a father who's no longer around. And unfortunately, or fortunately for you, you're, you're going to still be around, but unfortunately, you know, we hear stories every year of, of guys and gals that aren't so lucky. So, um, yeah, Chase is living Testament to just slowing down a little bit and, you know, learning from what happened, you know, learning from what, what happened to you. And we've all been there and we're all going to continue to be there. So if there's anybody out there listening that is thinking about maybe doing lifelines or doing things a little bit differently, take it from Chase and, and me, I've had it happen too. Uh, it can happen. And sometimes you break a leg, sometimes you walk away from it, but you never know. So anyways, man, congratulations on a, a crazy story. Uh and awesome deer. Awesome yep. deer. And uh I mean Good luck. Do you the know rest how many season. do you know how many websites have posted a picture of that deer, Yao? I mean, I don't there's there's no telling. I mean it got on the NRA's page. Holy hell. Instagram, so it's I don't know. It's been kind of fun reading through there, reading all the comments, the different comments, yeah. the non-hunting people's comments. That's it's been pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations to you. Uh hope you get on a quick mend um and you know, you get on something else and hope you smoke a giant in Kansas. Yeah. Good luck the rest of the season, man. Yeah. I appreciate All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Well, today, this is tomorrow. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. That was a do good it. show. That no, was that good, was, man. Good talk. Good dude right there. Good to talk to. Glad he's all right. You know, that's a scary situation. I'm sure, you know, having those thoughts and feelings go through your head, something like that. And honestly, I wouldn't have done anything different than what he did. I do it every time I go right oh, now. Oh, I know. I mean, every. I mean, that's I – would, I would assume that's probably 90% of hunters – Oh, That's yeah. what they do. I'd say he did more than probably ninety percent because he. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, I don't because he har- he harnessed. Yeah, he was harnessed. Well, That's... he says he normally gets on the ladder, then unhooks. I'll be honest with you. I I stand up, get my stuff on, unhook, and then climb on the ladder. 
Yeah. I, I have some of the some of my stands. They have the rope or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was because you know I, I talked to our contact there at River's Edge, but years past it, it wasn't like that. You know, yeah. I, I was pretty bad about not wearing a harness and stuff, and you know, I just came to the realization I got kids at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I don't go to work for whatever reason, things are going to get bad real quick. So right. I just don't take that chance anymore. So, yeah, you know, no, but uh, that's, that's something for people to think about because right. a lot of people think about falling out of a tree. And mm-hmm. when you think of falling out of a tree, you think falling out of a stand. Falling straight down from a stand, yeah. You don't think about falling off of sticks a lot. I right. mean, I, we backwards. all know it happens. We all know it happens. But I I would almost, like, I'd be willing to bet that more tree stand accidents happen from the transition from the <clears> sticks <throat> to the stand than they do from falling out of the actual mm-hmm. stand. I could be wrong, but it just seems like there's a lot that can go wrong in that spot. Think about it. You got two straps that could break on one on either item. You also have the op, the thing of getting in and out of a stand from a, a set of sticks, so you could you could misstep, you could right. uh, lose your balance, you know, all that stuff. Well, you also think the leverage of the weight you're putting on the sticks, so you're standing on them, you're also pulling on them as you're right, climbing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I I mean when I fell years ago, that was what I was doing. I was pulling on that top rope and snap it went. So I would almost be willing to bet more of those happen in that transition than they do once you're actually into the stand. But I mean, I don't know that there's no research that I know of, but that's something to think about folks, you know, is that lifeline and, you know, being tied off on the climb and not just when you're up there. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> but Hey, if you're going to fall of a freaking tree, you might as well kill it. One sixty well first. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty, pretty, just a crazy story. We're glad he's okay. And it sounds like, you know, a little bit of time, he's going to make a pretty good recovery. So, uh, Chase, we really appreciate your time coming on tonight and, uh, we'll holler at you guys later. Are we seriously? Man. Uh, we're, we, Mike, did you work at a dairy before this? No, I did not. You're really milking this. <laughs> Okay. You, you can't you can't sit there with a straight face and tell me that's better than any of the shit I've been bringing for six weeks. I mean, he. I, don't I was really know. expecting Micah to give me shit before I, we ended it, so I was I was waiting for that comment. But he was just trying to like get straight off here. He rushed it a little bit. Yeah, I had to rush that, so I apologize. I but, mean, yeah. I I I I agree that that's what he did, but I'm just saying, you didn't say anything to Andy just now about that being a bad joke. You know what I'm saying? And every week you say mine are bad. Because yours are you bad. You hurt my feelings. Because most of the time, they just you just literally read something off the interwebs. And <laughs> Where do you think Andy's getting it? You think he's making I this know, up? I know, but his, like, <laughs> his, his are brought up in conversation. Or, you know, he's, I have he, done, no, he's no, no, not no. like, hey, I'm going to tell you a dad joke real quick. I have done that a few times. Like, yeah, I have you done did that, that a, a handful of times. And the listeners know. They know when you're phoning it in, dude. <laughs> If everybody could have it's seen the pure, look he Nate. just gave me. It's not pure. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Can we get off here now? Andy, thanks for coming back, man. We appreciate it. Are you going to try to come back next week? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how long this – let's see how much how much more farming he's got left. That's right. You know? So, all right. See you guys. Might be a whole lot more. <laughs> if this shit keeps up. <laughs> see you. Bye.